Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 177. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Superstar Podcast. How are you doing this fine Thursday? So today I have a lovely guest on with me who I've known for quite a while. So Max, welcome to the podcast. Teresa, thank you so much. Yes, I I feel like we just met yesterday. Time is flying by, but yeah, this is uh, always, always special connecting with you. So this is really cool. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being on. And we were just discussing about, I was on Max's podcast a while back. And when I did my interview, I was actually in LA. So that's how long ago it was, because obviously we haven't been able to travel for a really long time. And and it just made me think how sad I was that I couldn't travel again. But it was a lovely episode. We had such fun, didn't we? We did. We did. I thought you were going to say the interview made you so sad. And I was like, oh, no, obviously I'm not doing things right. But no, it it was so special. And uh, yeah, hopefully before too long, we can get back to the point that you can be in LA and I can be in London. We can uh, be all over the place. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Anyway, Max, as I always do at the beginning of any interview, please introduce yourself to my amazing listeners and tell them what you do and how you got to do what you're doing today. Yeah, of course. So I am Max, as you so wonderfully announced, and I am the founder and podcast producer at Max Podcasting. And I also host and produce the Wild Business Growth Podcast, which is the (laughs) said podcast that we connected for. Back on episode 66, it was Halloween 2019. That was your episode, Teresa. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was Halloween. (laughs) 
it was it was and it was it was not halloween themed at all but somehow i made it halloween themed so that was, <laughs> there was there a great was a definite halloween themed artwork that was going on which is brilliant definitely there is you see a pumpkin flying everywhere but anyway i um i started my career in brand management in the corporate world worked in that i've always liked the marketing side of things studied marketing and entrepreneurship in college and i realized though after a few years in the corporate world that the corporate world was just not a good fit for me. Uh, I wanted to do something I was more passionate about, wanted to do something that was more entrepreneurial. And at the same time, you know, I've grown up with a family business. We have this family business, Hippo Direct. And my dad started it the year I was born. So like literally, I have memories growing up where I would come home from school. And it wasn't like I was waiting for my parents to get back from work. Like I would literally run down to the basement where their office was and would, you know, say hi to my parents and catch up. You know, that's that's where the headquarters were. And so anyway, I joined the family business for, uh, uh, started a, f- a few years back and was focused on digital marketing. But my dad and I in our planning sessions just kept going back to this idea of podcasting because it was, as you know, growing and growing and continues to grow. But I had listened to some podcasts and thought, wow, it is so cool to literally feel like you're in the room there in a conversation or listening to anybody you want in the world. And there's as you know, loads of business advice that you could learn from it. So started the Wild Business Growth Podcast initially as a way to market the business Hippo Direct. And as time went on and with a new episode every single week, including your fabulous episode, um, it became really clear that one, podcasting opens a ton of doors uh, and you know, connecting with so many amazing people. And uh, two, this is something I really, really enjoy. And I want to kind of dive more into this podcasting space and eventually it became clear that this, as opposed to me staying within Hippo Direct solely for the podcast purpose and helping out to produce other entrepreneurs' podcasts, I eventually spun out my own company um, as you know I was helping out more and more people. And somehow the production side has become almost even more rewarding than the podcast hosting side for me. So it's been a, oh, wow. a heck of a journey. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I want to go back to... Um... The fact that you talked about the connections that you make with podcasting and reiterate that, because for me, like, there's a lot of people that I've interviewed, and I know you've interviewed some similar people as I have, that to get an hour of their time just isn't possible. Like, you couldn't just go to their website and go, can I book an hour of your time, please, to fit your brain? You know, they just don't have that opportunity or that facility anymore because they deal in a one-to-many or you know, they're so popular or so well-known, that's not an opportunity, or they're so flipping expensive, you know? Mm. So for me, having a podcast is insanely amazing at connecting with these people and having face-to-face as much as you can. Obviously, we're doing, when I say face-to-face, I mean Zoom face-to-face, but (laughs) face-to-face conversations. The new face-to-face. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) Yeah, the real life face-to-face nowadays. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, not in the olden days where we actually met each other, but like, you know, to actually physically be having a conversation with them, for me, is just massive. It is. And I think, especially when you have an interview format podcast, because you could, I mean, the networking potential is still there. There's still tons of potential for that if you have a solo podcast or kind of a more narrative style. But especially when you have an interview style podcast. Let's say you have a new podcast episode every single week. 
every single week you are connecting with, either starting or strengthening a relationship with somebody that you really admire and somebody that your listeners really admire. And Mm -hmm. what's really cool is obviously, you know, each week you, it opens a new door figuratively to that person, but also it opens theoretically endless doors to people in their network. And so each week it's like a new network on top of a new network on top of a new network. And what's really, really cool is I think there's, I think there's a naturally a glow that there's like an an after a glow that comes after each interview you have where as long as it goes well and you kind of go about it the right way, both you and your guests are really, really excited and and really, really happy about the interview. And most of the time people are happy to promote it as well, Mm -hmm. but you never, you just never know where a single connection is going to lead to. And it, you know, a guest, you know, like our relationship, who knows who we might refer to each other's businesses or mm-hmm. might end up working together. You just never know. You might have a conversation with somebody for a podcast one year and then three years down the line, that person or somebody in their network has something that mm-hmm. is like the missing piece for your business or, you know, your network at that time. So it's, it's just really, yeah. really cool. And I have genuinely, genuinely have people join my academy and my programs because they've heard me on someone else's podcast. Like yeah. I had someone hear me on someone else's podcast, come and look at me and sign up for my 90 day program, which at the time was like a two and a half thousand dollar program. Like that is insane. Like yeah. literally insane that that could happen. But I think for me, podcasting, and I think if, because what's fascinating and what's great about this episode is that one, this is your one thing, it's podcasting, but not only was it your one thing that helped your marketing, it created a whole nother business for you because it became so amazing. But from a business point of view, the podcasting for me, when I look at my download figures now, like I used to blog, when I say blog, like I occasionally wrote a blog. I occasionally got some of my team to write a blog. It was appalling, (laughs) but there's no way I'd have built up the audience and the, the, the kind of community I've got now on the podcast through something like a blog there's no way in this earth that I'd have done that yeah and and they can work hand in hand too like I love the blogging aspects now of sharing podcasting tips as part of max as part of max podcasting yeah. uh as well as of course the show notes for each podcast episode because mm-hmm. there there are a lot of people that prefer you know written word as opposed to spoken but there's just something about there's just something about voice about the audio nature of podcasting that is so intimate, that is so inspiring and has the potential for you to learn from every single time, every single episode, that it just, to me, it, it puts it on another level. And yeah. to, and what makes it better is it's, it's less of a commitment than, you know, reading a blog or, you know, purely watching videos, because you can literally be working out, you can be cleaning, you could be running, you could be, you know, commuting. There's all these different things that you could be doing while somebody else is literally speaking in your brain. And that is just mind brain blowing, mind blowing to me. Yeah. And it is. And I think for me, that was one of the reasons I loved podcasts because I would listen to other people's while I was getting ready in the morning when I was making dinner, while whatever I'm doing where I don't have to think as it were. So for me, that's why I loved it. But like you said, the thought that as we're speaking now, someone has their you know, hear headphones in their ears and we are literally talking directly to them. And then Yeah, sorry, of, not to be creepy. We're we're in your ears yeah, right now. We're yeah, we know. 
<laughs> we know we know what you did last summer. We know what you did learned. last summer. <laughs> yeah, we're really going to scare you. Um, but it, it's that, and it's that whole like conversational, and and that's why I love. And your podcast was very similar in the sense of mine in terms of it was a conversation, and that's what mm. I love because I love the fact a few of my reviews on on my podcast have been like it's like you just sat listening to have a coffee or you know because it's so easy and that's what I love about it but but who knew that you were going to then pull a business from the podcasting thing so what was it that kind of got you set on that path and so have you had to part ways from your family I've got visions of you having to go in and go listen dad I'm going see you later (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Getting out of the basement. No, I, uh, no. So I, I'm still helping out the family business, uh, just to a much lesser degree, as far as how much time I spend helping them out with some marketing stuff. And it was actually, you know, my dad, you know, founder and president of the business. He actually is really excited about this path that I've gone on. He's actually been encouraging, encouraging me and, uh, let me know that, Hey, you know what? Like I'm excited to, you know, potentially be an investor for your new business and like kind of our relationship becomes that way, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just focus on the family business. But as far as how this kind of seed of a business got started, so obviously, as I mentioned before, Start of the Wild Business Growth Podcast, mm-hmm. at the start, it was all about connecting with cool marketers and entrepreneurs and discussing cool ways that they grew their business and how you can grow your business. And it, and it tied back to what we do as a company, which is, you know, ties back to mailing lists and email lists and finding yeah. new customers that way. And over time, I got in a really good rhythm with editing and you know sharing out the episodes and doing show notes and everything from that mm-hmm. end. And I realized that even though it's crazy time consuming, I, I actually like the production side of things because it, there's something beautiful about taking a you know raw, sometimes really choppy recording where the sound levels are all over the place and like there's no music in it and there's all these different problems and that yeah. like if you if you literally, if you listen to some of my raw recordings for wild business growth, you would think that I could not speak in public because like, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't function. And there's all, it's so awkward. Like it, it's really awkward, but anyway, through editing, through production, you can really turn things into a masterpiece and integrate licensed music and make it beautiful. And I think it's really cool going from a raw edit to the final polished podcast that you share out. And people are like, Whoa, where did this come yeah. from? So I like that aspect. And over time, some people in my network and actually, especially early on, some previous podcast guests reached out and were saying, hey, I really like what you've done with your podcast. I want one for my brand or I want one for my business. Would you be able to help me out with that? So that kind of started this idea for what was then a podcast service as part of HippoDirect. And so I started producing for others and did that for several months, uh, actually over a year. And then over time, as I got more clients and got more into the production space and much more of my time was focused on all things podcasting and podcast production, as opposed to the more you know digital marketing side of Hippo Direct, it really became clear that, hey, this really deserves its own separate business. And this deserves to be spun off as a separate company. And another way to look at it was, you know, I was doing all the, so much of my time was being spent on podcast production. But on our Hippo Direct website, there was like one button on the homepage that yeah. said "Build my podcast," and now, and you know, compare that to now. I obviously have a full blown site and tons of mm-hmm. content and tons tons of different mediums. And like, that was one of the things I was talking about with my dad, and you know, he was very big on like 
look, I feel like, you know, even though this is helping Hippo Direct, I feel like we're holding your potential for podcast production back because it's buried under so many different of our services. Mm. Whereas you spin out Max Podcasting, bam, people immediately just with the name know it's podcasting. Know what you're doing. Uh, They probably know it's very, you know, there's a very corny person behind it as well, but can't resist. (laughs) I do love it. Max has a real thing for puns. And I do. Yeah. To the max. And finding like, you know, little quirky bits of fun in it. I like it. I like it. (laughs) So, so you, uh, one thing I said before we got on the, got on the uh, recording was that actually the prerequisite for this business, the thing that led you into it was the thing that's the, the thing that is going to help it be a success, which is the fact that you've done all these interviews with podcasters, because lots of people who interview people, which is a funny one, you know, we interview people who have a podcast. I think there's an element of because we know they know the drill and they know the qualities there and they're used to speaking and that sort of thing. But obviously it means that you've connected with all of these podcasters over all of this time. And then you get to kind of just go out with this business that kind of meets their needs and I guess understand their needs as well by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really, really great way to look at it. And I, what's funny is even, you know, we talked about how strong the relationship becomes between you and your podcast guests, your podcast alums. Mm -hmm. A lot of my clients still to this day, a lot of my clients have at one point been a guest on my podcast. And it's really funny because I did not start this podcast. I do not, when I reach out for people to interview I don't say, ooh, I want them to become a podcast client. I say, ooh, I would love to interview them. They have Mm. some amazing things to share with my audience. And it just so happened that kind of by opening those doors and creating those uh, connections, a lot of times people who, when they see the final podcast episode, the final product, and they're really happy with the quality. And obviously when you're the guest, you know, you're not responsible for doing anything for production. You know, that's all on the podcast host side. It it makes you top of mind in their mind for somebody who's like the podcast guy or the go-to person yeah. to, to help with podcasts. So that's, that's been really, really special. And I think um, one thing that has been huge in that I'm sure you noticed early on with your podcast as well is when you're somebody who's starting a new podcast, I think there's, there's kind of like, if you were to, to chart the excitement level, it goes up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And then you launch it and you're like sky high and like, oh my God, I have a podcast and it takes a little while, like pinch me. Is this actually happening? Like I have a podcast, uh, this is helping my business. I'm out there in the world and it's really, really cool. And then once you get in a rhythm with it, you realize, holy cow, it takes a ton of time (laughs) and a ton of work to do this. This is hard work. So the time is so much more than you, even if you know it's going to be time consuming, it's more time consuming than you're thinking. Like that's, that's how podcasts are. And so that's one of the, biggest things that I provide is saving business owners, entrepreneurs time with their podcast while still delivering that quality, because that time is obviously so essential in the podcasting space. You just don't, for most people, you don't want to be the person that's spending all those seconds behind seconds, hours, days, weeks behind the scenes, uh, doing all those minute details. And believe me, I did like, because (laughs) I think you do when you start off, you know, I, I've never written my own show notes because mm. it's just too much. I can't do that. Um, it's a lot so of work. Someone else. Yeah. Do that. And, and, also <laughs> and a lot of time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, I've just done it. Once you, do, you, do you still not listen to uh, 
Do you not listen to yourself? Do you know what? This is so funny because we just talked about this episode. The only episode <laughs> I re-listened to was the my anxiety episode because I was so mm, worried yeah. that I said something on it that I would later regret and that maybe I didn't realise in the moment. And I listened to it. I actually sent it to, well, obviously, Phil, who edits the podcast, listens to it. The show note, uh, Becky, show notes, she listens to it. So they had already listened to it and said, this is great. You know, and I was yeah. like, are you sure? Are you sure? Then I listened to it. Then I sent it to one of my best business friends to listen to. My husband listened to it. That's the only one that has been like really listened to just because I was so nervous about it. But I don't really. And I think it's only because it takes up so much time. Like I do when I do the clips, because I still do the clips because I feel like I know in the conversation where something good was said or whatever or i'll exactly. scan down the transcript and go oh that's Which, quite good let me listen apologies to in advance you're just gonna have to toss toss this whole interview yeah. away. <laughs> there's nothing we can clip <laughs> um, but like so when um when i do the clips um obviously i'm re-listening to chunks of it again which is you know which is good but you know i don't actually I don't listen to it that much so but for me i did everything else i did the yeah. you know i did the edit i did all the social media stuff i did the post i did the clips I did everything and it's hard work and it takes up a lot of time and then luckily I get to the position where it's proved it's worth to me and then I can and I have a team and my team are able to do it all which is wonderful because actually for me there's no way I there's no way I could have done a second episode each week with this mm. series that we're doing now there's no way I could have done this on my own because it's hard enough getting one episode out and recorded let alone two but I think, I think there's a myth in business that when you're a solopreneur or entrepreneur or business owner, however you describe yourself, that we need to do everything and we should be good at everything. And the truth is we're not and we don't. Like, I don't like writing. I'm not great at writing. And therefore, I'm happily give the show notes over, always have done. Things like the editing, I, I did all right, but I certainly can't edit like, you know, a podcast editor can edit. So for me, it's like I had to weigh up the cost against the time I was saving. And I think you've got right. to look at this as a, if I was putting my time out at my hourly rate, like what would that bring in compared to what I'm doing, peeing around, trying to like edit a podcast that is not my natural skill and therefore takes me probably 10 times longer to do than it would take a podcast editor to do. So yeah, for me, but but the other thing I want to say is because there is a cost involved. And I think, you know, you can write a blog and you can put it out easy and, and there's very little cost with podcasting. There is a cost involved. But as I said, right, kind of off the off the bat, like podcasting for me was a game changer, a literal game changer. And and therefore I am such a huge advocate of it. And even though it's one of the most expensive things that we do from a can't see a direct return from, you know, it's not like ads where you can see a direct return of like people opting in or see a direct return of people buying. It's a considerable amount of money in my business, but there's no way I wouldn't do it. Like there's no way on this earth I would stop that or, or I would get to a point where I took it back because there's no way I could manage it. So for me, sometimes you have to go, well, do you know what? It is spending money where maybe, you know, a blog would be free to a, lesser or greater extent but it's worth every single penny as far as I'm concerned absolutely and you are I mean I'm going to send you a check for like one billion dollars because you are like the best case you're the best case study of 
somebody who used to spend all the time to, you know, get the podcast off the ground and, you know, do everything for the podcast. And now you've seen how valuable it is to get that time back once you partner with others yeah. to do the, do the behind the scenes stuff for you. So that's, that's amazing. And I, and I think it's, it's a funny thing because I always in, you know, a lot of people ask how to monetize podcasts and, and yes, you can do it through ads. There's ways, there are ways obviously to, you know, directly monetize your podcast. What I have found in like my business is like a living, breathing example of is it's much more common to monetize your podcast indirectly, meaning yeah. that you can drive people to, you know, you, you can drive leads to, you know, inquire about your business and work together in different yeah. ways. And you can, you know, with the interview podcast, you just open doors. You don't, you never know what that might turn into. So that indirect revenue part of the podcast is, is really, really cool. And it's something that I think a lot of people don't think of right away, because if you're all about monetizing your podcast at the start, you're probably just thinking more about ads and sponsorships. And there's and, a whole world. And you're going to be disappointed, to that. you know, right. It takes a long time to, <laughs> yeah, right. Like your downloads, you know, I've had my podcast for, for some time now and, and we're, I think we're on about 130,000 downloads at the moment. You know, which is ace, but that is, is amazing. literally a drop yeah, congrats, in the ocean. Thank you, but like that is literally, you know, take Amy Paulsfield, take Jasmine, take James Wedmore. Like, you know, they're the people who have got ads. And even though, even if you do get an ad sponsor, which I have to say, I'm very not that I'm anti ads, but I I feel like I wouldn't want to sell myself out. Like I don't right. know, it's not even. I know that. what you it's mean. Yeah, it's, it's a it's delicate thing. It definitely is that I could do it that fits with me. And I think the authenticity of how I come across, I would have real trouble suddenly go, oh, today this episode is sponsored by, that wouldn't sit right with me, but that's just me. <laughs> so for me, and also I've had people approach me who I don't know what their service is and I wouldn't ever do that. So so for me, that's not an option right now. And it might change and great. If it's a worthwhile revenue, then, then obviously I'm going to look at it. But like you said, if you're looking to attach a revenue directly to the podcast and, and A, you think you're going to get a sponsor overnight, well, unfortunately, that isn't necessarily going to happen. Well, <laughs> unless you get huge downloads, which is ace. But B, if you're not going to get a sponsor, even though you think there's no direct revenue to it, I would never have the business I have today if it hadn't been for my podcast. Never in a million right. years. Like, so even though I can sit here going, well, that's my biggest expense and whatever, but it, it I know, even though I can't directly go, oh, look at that past, that person listened to one episode, then three episodes later, they downloaded a thing, and then six episodes later, they did this. But I obviously, I get a gist from people who will come into the academy and join the academy go, I've listened to your podcast for years. Like, you know, and that would never happen if I didn't have the podcast. So even though I can't directly go, this is how much I make from talking to myself. But it's that. And then also the other thing I was going to say to you back on what you said is, is it means that I get to do the stuff that I'm good at and that is most important to me. So the bit that I cannot get rid of in my business is me recording the podcast because it has to be me. Obviously, I can't bring one of the team and go, hey, I'm <laughs> that You just blew I'm my gonna, mind right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do Teresa's podcast this week. I hope you don't mind. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> this is, this is formerly Teresa's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take over for a couple of weeks. She's really tired. Um, but that's the thing. I have to do that bit but I don't have to do anything else. And now what's so lovely and what using a service like yours 
would do is the fact that I can just do the little bit I need to do. So you know what happens the minute we finish this episode, I hit stop, I file it into a folder and my podcast editor already knows these interviews are going on today and he knows he'll just start editing them. He then emails the rest of the team. In fact, we're moving on to Trello as we speak. And that just starts a kind of, you know, snowball effect of like ting, 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 great, brilliant. And then I get to the point where I don't even know what episode's going out at what point because because <laughs> I'm so far ahead of everybody because I'm doing all the recording ahead. But it's just, it's brilliant. And I couldn't manage that process on my own anymore. There's no way I could do that. That was an absolute relief the minute I had all that taken off me and just made the whole thing so much nicer. Because instead of panicking, and do you know what, Max, the amount of times I've sat on a Sunday night editing my flipping podcast. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I've got to finish this. You know, that's not good for anybody. So, yeah, it's just so much nicer now that's the case. I think you've kind of unlocked something there is that there's, you know, podcasting we mentioned can take so much time, it can take so much effort. If you procrastinate on things, and if you're editing super late at night, which, you know, obviously we've both done tons, you know, yeah. last minute like that, especially early on, it can become a very stressful thing and like an yeah. unnecessary stress in your life. If you do things like proper planning, um, working with the team, working with the podcast producer to help, you know, things behind the scenes, you can almost completely remove that stress from your podcasting life. And I yeah, think the, it's kind of like an inverse ratio of stress to successful podcasting. And I think you yeah. totally stumbled onto that. And the fact that almost I don't even know what episode is going out and almost like I can't remember the last time, like I don't remember doing the episodes. Is that really crazy? In the sense of, it's, it's almost all like- a dream. It's, 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 it's all just paradise. Maybe someone else is doing it. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's the, uh, your doppelganger somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be way more professional than me. That is for sure. But um, but it's no almost like so, so ahead and so, it's so easy now that I don't feel the, today, obviously I've been doing a whole batch of, uh, you know, recordings. So obviously that's tiring and, and you know, I noticed that, but but then that's done now for the next probably six, seven weeks. And then I don't need to think about it for a bit, but it just feels like, and having the team to be like, okay, this is where you're at. We need something soon or we're running out of stuff. You know, you're always kind of thinking and planning ahead and stuff. So, so yeah, it doesn't feel difficult at all now now we've got that structure in place and now we've got I've got help on the bits that I don't need to do which is so much nicer that so, make, the way you said that just makes me so happy honestly Max always outsource the stuff because who says we have to be an amazing podcast editor we flipping don't like that's not my <laughs> well, bad well I kind of do but besides that well yeah you know if you're not <laughs> you're in trouble Max <laughs> this yeah. idea sucks <laughs> I actually don't even know what a podcast is I love it. I love it. I love it. Max, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You've been such a joy and so much fun as I knew you would because we had so much fun the first time. And in fact, do you know what I remember about the first time or the, the, when uh -oh. I was interviewing you? You had someone drilling or hammering outside. Oh my God, yes. Do you remember? And you were like, it's fine. I'll get rid of it. And you did. You, I didn't hear it at all. It was amazing. I, I, I did. Yeah, I actually, the, um, the guy was really upset that I ran outside and tackled him to stop him from making that sound. But <laughs> No, I, yeah, there was a lot of, um, at the time we were recording, I was living in my previous apartment in New York city. And mm -hmm. of course, like the three years that I lived there timed up exactly with this major pipe construction right outside. And it was, yeah. I, oh my God, we could, that was, this could be a whole nother episode, but Teresa, I have endless stories like yours of episodes that 
um, you know, there were like sirens outside right before it, or like there was like oh, a big crisis no. and I needed to edit stuff out. So let's just say, um, I've moved to Hoboken, <laughs> I've moved to Hoboken and it's, uh, it's much quieter and more peaceful here. So it's it, again, less lucky. stress, less stress on the podcasting side. But that gave you some serious skills from an editing point of view. Totally <laughs> thrown into the fire. Yeah, <laughs> gotta thank Literally. the big apple. <laughs> yeah, how do I get out all these noises in the background? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for coming on. How do my audience come and find you and check out what you do? The best place is maxpodcasting.com, and you can find all the social media links there. But that's everything about podcast production. And of course, as you know very well, the Wild Business Growth Podcast on your favorite platform. New episode every Wednesday morning. Wild ideas, wild growth. And if you want to start with episode 66, you might recognize the guest. <laughs> That'd be a great place to start. Uh, Max, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Absolutely. Right back at you, Teresa. Always a pleasure. Really appreciate it. And uh, we might need to edit in some, like a jackhammer and sirens and things <laughs> just to, you know, take us back for old make, time's sake. Make you feel at home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Max, this is ace. Okay, that was such a fab interview. Max is such a nice guy. Please do go check out his stuff. Uh, he's had some great guests on his podcast. He's very entertaining, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So it's been a great episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please let us know. Please go and follow him, and I will see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWaring.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.